Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good Wednesday morning. It's read across the screen this morning as investors take a cue from Wall Street's overnight slide. The Nikkei down 2%. Seoul and Sydney are both off more than 1%. Investors are concerned about the COVID situation in China and a tech sell-off in the US. On top of that, Moscow is cutting off gas flows to Poland and Bulgaria. And Russia's Minister for Foreign Affairs, Sergei Lavrov, is warning the West not to underestimate the threat of nuclear war. Joining me now for a closer look at all this is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Morning, Michelle. I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing well. Let's start the more breaking corporate news here this morning. Semcorp Marine and Keppel Corp have both called for a halt in trading uh, for their shares. The two companies have been discussing a merger since last June. About one month ago, they pledged to complete due diligence and close the deal by the end of this month. Tell us what has happened. Yeah, so this morning, they filed for a trading halt and then minutes later, the press releases came through. It is confirmed that they have signed a definitive, uh, definitive agreement for a proposed combination of Capital Offshore Marine and Semcorp Marine. So they say this will create a premier global player in offshore renewables, new energy and cleaner O&M solutions. And they say this proposed combination will unlock synergies by bringing together the strong track records of both sides. And this will also help further strengthen Singapore's position as a maritime and offshore and marine hub. Yeah, big news this morning. Remind us what is the impetus behind this deal and what this new merge entity is going to look like? Yeah, we saw this coming to some extent because speculation for many years has been that this would be coming and they did update earlier this month that they would provide uh, more details by the end of this month. So, so now we have it that they will merge and the impetus here is that in this space it's becoming more competitive and you need size to compete globally. And that's why we are looking at synergies, economies of scale. So that's one of the big reasons um, why this merger was talked about for quite some time. And also Capital itself is trying to pivot away from the offshore marine sector into more renewables and other sectors. So that, in a way, is a bit of a change in strategy for Capital Corporation. So Sanquart Marine has been trying to also grow larger. So we've got all these factors coming together. And right now, looking at the terms of the deal, um, this will see the new group receiving equity shares representing 56% equity interest in the combined entity. Um, and also this values Capital Offshore Marine on a pro farmer basis at around $4.87 billion. So those are the headline numbers. And also Capital Offshore Marine's legacy rigs and associated receivables will not be part of the proposed combination. They will be sold to a separate asset company they'll be 90% owned by other investors with Capital holding a 10% stake. So a lot of details mm. to come through. 
Indeed. So the agreed equity value exchange ratio will see Keppel and its shareholders owning 56% of the combined entity. Semcorp Marine shareholders, meanwhile, will own 44% upon completion. Next up this morning, let's turn to Yang Zichang Shipbuilding, a spin-off of one of its units and the impact this may have on the Straits Times Index. Yang Zichang is preparing to list its financial arm on the Singapore market tomorrow. The listing of Yang Zichang Financial Holdings is unusual in that it's not going to raise any new capital. So if that's the case, Ryan, why spin off the unit at all? Yeah, so this is a case of just streamlining the two segments into a clearer picture for investors. So they know in fact what they are getting into when they invest in the stock. One is in shipbuilding and the other is in investment and financials. So this in a way will help to alleviate the discount that you have two companies being lumped together. So that's one. So with the clarity, this will give Yang Zhijiang Shipbuilding uh, more leeway to raise its own funding and vice versa for the other side as well. And this is something that I think um, will also give investors uh, a bit more attraction or at least attract more investors who want a specific play, for example, in shipbuilding. Um, this could attract more fund flows into that stock theoretically. So that's one of the uh, well, various reasons uh, being floated. This type of listing is called a dividend in specie and as such there is no official listing price known in advance. Yang Zichang's financial unit has a net asset value though of about $1.08 per share. The listing could have some unintended consequences for the Straits Times Index. In fact, it's likely to shake it up. How so, Ryan? Yeah, so we are looking at a STI shakeup because what happens now is Yang Zhijiang Financial um, Holdings will be part of the STI when they make their debut tomorrow. So you've got the prospect of Yang Zhijiang Shipbuilding and Yang Zhijiang Financial Holding on the STI and that means you have one extra company and someone has to give way to that new company or and this would typically be the company with the smallest market cap. And right now, looking at where we are, um, we've got three counters who may be candidates to be dropped off. Among them, Yang Zhijiang Shipbuilding, uh, also Capital DC REIT and Comfort Delgro. So you've got, depending on how the stocks trade tomorrow and how they fare in the coming days, um, the smallest constituent will be removed effective May the 5th. And right now, uh, most eyes are looking at Comfort Delgro as the one with the likely odds of dropping off. They have a market cap of $3.2 billion. They've been struggling over the past year, past two years with their share price. So if it stays this way, it looks like Comfort Delgro could be in the lead to be dropped off. And what that means is um, if you're not on the STI index, Fine managers, ETFs will not have as much interest in investing or holding your stock. So typically, it could see near-term pressures and maybe a short-term reaction when it comes to the share price. Yang Zijiang's leaders must know that this spin-off of its financial unit could lead to its departure from the Straits Times Index. So wouldn't that be a deterrent to doing this? After all, a lot of investors who track the STI may end up dropping Yang Zijiang from their portfolios. That's a good question, right? So... You might maybe think that that could be something they could be um, worried about, but I think they have the wider picture in focus, which is to just give more clarity in, to investors and just streamline both businesses. And this, you have to also remember that they might not see Yang Zhijiang shipbuilding 
or Yanjiang Financial Holdings um, being dropped off the SDI. So you could actually see both as both counters on the SDI. Um, and also worth noting, um, these corrections are typically short term and in the long term, they are more negligible. So I think those various reasons may not be as um, important as the wider business strategy. Let's turn now to the U.S. where tech stocks were pummeled overnight. The Nasdaq fell nearly 4%. The S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average both dropped more than 2%. More than 20 large cap stocks in the U.S. now lost, have now lost 50% of their value or more. A mixed bag of corporate earnings are among the triggers for this sell-off. We have results in from Microsoft, Alphabet and a host of other companies. So let's start with Google's parent company, Alphabet. Its revenue increased 20% in the first quarter of the year to 56 billion US dollars. Now, for most companies, that would be great, but not in this case. Instead, investors are focused on some weaker than expected earnings numbers at YouTube. Fill us in. What is the story there? Yeah, when it comes to technology companies, investors have very lofty expectations. It's all about growth. And if you don't grow enough, not just grow, but grow enough, you will be punished in your stock price. And what we have here is YouTube being a drag on the alphabet business. So fewer ads, slower ad sales, particularly in Europe. Uh, That was uh, resulting in a lackluster performance by the YouTube business. And so far, we've seen it becoming a bit of a drag on the overall business. So revenue... Uh, increased by 20% to $56 billion in the first quarter to $56 billion. So that's below expectations of $56.1 billion. And the company is saying the revenue was affected by also the suspension of commercial activities in Russia and broader unrest as a result of the invasion of uh, Ukraine. So businesses in Europe just holding on to the budgets a bit tighter. So that's a big drag on the Alphabet business. Alphabet stock down 18% for the year as of yesterday's close. Uh, Let's start... Let's check out Google's parent company, Alphabet. Revenue increased 20% in the first quarter of the year um, to 56 billion US dollars. For most companies... Uh, it really, really would be great. Alphabet shares fell 3.5% overnight, down another 2.7% in after-hours trade, though. Look at the carnage there. One factor, though, that might give investors some heart. Alphabet has announced a $70 billion US dollar share buyback program. This is 50% higher than last year. Next up, let's turn to Microsoft. The software giant's numbers coming in above expectations. It grossed nearly 50 billion US dollars in the first three months of the year, 18% higher than a year earlier. What is driving Microsoft's business? Yeah, you've got a couple of things going here for Microsoft. By and large, it was a solid quarter and it was driven by growth in the cloud business. There was double-digit revenue growth. And this is also alongside the security business, which is giving investors quite a lot of optimism. So Microsoft's cybersecurity business apparently is growing faster than all other major parts of the company. And so far, it has generated $15 billion in revenue a year. So that's up from $10 billion a year earlier. So that is um, in focus, of course, with all the jitters around cyber attacks and everyone going to data centers and Online, So that's a big business for Microsoft, which it is tapping very successfully. 
We'll take a look at more corporate earnings in a moment, but first I want to zoom out again and take a look at the broader U.S. markets. The Nasdaq is in bear market territory, down more than 20% since the beginning of the year. The S&P 500 is in a correction space, 12% loss since January. Increasingly, there seems to be signs that the buy-the-dip strategy that has worked so well for investors over the past couple of years is not paying off, at least not yet. Ryan, it seems that uh, trying to bottom pick stocks is proving to be costlier now than at any time since the 1970s. Tell us more. Yeah, things have really changed. I think in the past few years, we've um, gotten used to how markets have just run on and on for quite a stretch. And that has led to some easy gains for investors buying something and letting it run. But those days may be over because things are becoming more volatile. Looking at some of the data we have in 2022, the average drop in the S&P 500 has roughly lasted two and a half days. That's more than any other year since 1974. So effectively, you've got people or investors selling into rallies. So when markets go up, people are selling to take profit. And then that just brings it down back again. So the bounces, the rebounds are getting smaller and smaller. So it's very tough to buy on the dips these days. Time for more corporate results now. And for this, let's turn to our game of up or down. Please play along. Let's start here in Singapore with Sheng Siong. Up or down, Ryan? All right, Sheng Siong is an up for me. That's <laughs> with the news of its first quarter net profit up nearly 14% year on year. Up for me as well. However, Sheng Siong is warning that demand may be tapering off as Singapore reopens. Have you been eating up more, Ryan? I have. Of course, of course with the um, safe entry requirements no longer required, it's just so much more liberating to walk around, just walking to your restaurant and having a meal. It makes a big difference, yeah. Let's look at General Motors. Up or down? I would go with down. So General Motors has reported that profit is down in the first quarter because of rising costs and supply chain issues. Yeah, General Motors profits are up and perhaps more importantly, it is signaling that the global chip shortage that was impacting its business is easing up. So that's an up for me as well. HSBC. All right, I'm going with down. So HSBC has taken a bit of a speed bump here. They have shelved plans for new stock buybacks this year after taking an unexpected hit to their capital. And of course, you've got the backdrop of rising inflation, geopolitical tensions, economic weakness, all just weighing on Europe's biggest bank. Yeah, down. Look at that. First quarter profits for HSBC down 27%. It is suffering from declining revenues and slower growth over in Hong Kong. Tesla. Tesla is down for me. So it is seeing Tesla losing $126 billion in value. And this is amid investor concerns that Elon Musk may have to sell shares to fund his Twitter bid. So that is something that's um, just weighing on Tesla's stock price right now. Yeah, way down for me for Tesla, whose shares fell 12% overnight as investors question whether Elon Musk will have enough time to run the company as he's now buying Twitter. And that brings us to today's edition of the Elon Musk Report. We have a bit more information about Musk's deal to purchase Twitter this morning. We know how much Musk will have to pay the company if his financing falls through. Just how much is Musk on the hook for if he can't pull this off, Ryan? Yeah, Michelle, breakups are always painful and in this case, very expensive. $1 billion. That is according to the terms in the 
latest SEC filing. So this is new in terms of details. So what happens is if Elon Musk, for any reason, under circumstances like him, unable to find funding, he will have to cough up $1 billion for walking away. And also worth noting is... The other direction as well, if for any reason Twitter decides not to go ahead, mm-hmm. they have to pay Elon Musk $1 billion. So you've got both sides being locked in by $1 billion to see this through. So it looks like um, both are going to be quite committed to uh, making sure the deal is done. It's like a high-stakes poker game and you're just waiting to see which who will blink first because there's $1 billion on the table. Jeff Bezos, meanwhile, has taken a jibe at... Musk, Bezos is wondering aloud if Musk's purchase of Twitter will make the company more beholden to China. What do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So he posed this on Twitter and he asked if this will make things more difficult if Elon Musk takes over Twitter. Because as you imagine, um, there are different um, perceptions of how these social media platforms should be run Mm -hmm. by China's um, regulators. So what's happening here is, of course, Elon Musk is the CEO of Tesla as well. So the question here is, will Elon Musk's interest in China, because of him selling cars in China, making cars in China, become a complication with him now running Twitter? Will mm-hmm. the Chinese government have some leverage of some sort over Twitter because they can indirectly pressure him to lean towards certain directions. So that's something that is now a question mark uh, being posed at least by Jeff Bezos. But he did answer his own question to say that is more likely to result in complexity for for Tesla rather than Twitter. Uh, But of course, um, this is going to be something to watch out for to see if there will actually be any um, consequence or impact at all that will play mm -hmm. out. Bezos has some experience in this area, speaking of China's leverage. The founder of Amazon is also the owner of the Washington Post, and that purchase has given him headaches. At one point, apparently to appease Beijing, he authorized a special advertising section inside of the Post for China that the newspaper's editors could not touch food for thought there. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are 22 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished lower for the second straight session yesterday, closing down half a percent at 33.22. Out of 30 STI constituents, only five finished in positive territory. So how's the STI trading this morning? Yeah, the good news is you have more counters in the green. Bad news is the STI is in the red. So it's mm. down by 0.1%, 3,317. And you've got around 10 counters in the green right now. At the top, Thai Bev up by 1.5%, followed by Sets, Phrases, Logistics and Commercial Trust, mm-hmm. Jardin Saka and Carriage, and Maple Tree Industrial Trust. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the bottom of the table. We have Maple Tree Commercial Trust down 2.6%. And we've been talking about Yang Zhejiang, Yangjiang Shipbuilding down 1.7% at 88.5 cents. Genting Singapore is also um, in the top three losers, followed by SC Engineering, Capital Integrated Commercial Trust. Yesterday, all three banks were in the red, led by DBS. And here this morning, we have DBS leading the drop again among the three, down 0.3%, slightly underwater. To 3295 UOB and OCBC down by 0.1%.
Indeed. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang. Coming up, have you always wanted to head to INSEAD, but then looked at the price tag and thought, I can't afford that, six figures? Well, we're going to talk today with the Dean of INSEAD, find out more about higher education scholarship, how it drives equity and diversity, and he will share uh, his own experience as a scholarship recipient himself. Professor Ilian Mihov, Dean of INSEAD, my guest in Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.